The Morning Brew Podcast with Jaffe and Razor, sponsored by Berkshire Bank Home Lending. Where you borrow matters. All right, well, a uh, perfect time to get going with the regular season right around the corner. It's waiver time, and Razor and I welcome you into Morning Brew with Jaffe and Razor. Razor and I decided, oh, by the way, presented by Berkshire Bank. Thank you to the wonderful people there. Um, we'll give you a mini brew. I don't know what it would be called, you know, just a quick brew type of thing. As the Bruins earlier today, this is uh, Sunday, October 9th, earlier today announced the waiver of the waiver of three people, uh, Chris Wagner, Nick Felino, and Mike Riley. And maybe we call this show Razor, What's Going On? <laughs> Instead of Mini Brew. Uh, what's going on? What do we think is going on uh, as we welcome you into the show, bud? It's a, um, there's a lot of talk. Last couple of days, Mark McLaughlin sent down, why are you sending him down, right? I mean, he's played well because he's waiver exempt. They can always bring him back up. You know, other guys got sent down. Lizell, whether he's ready or not, you know what? He knew he was going regardless. He might come back up. You thought maybe Wagner would get sent down, or waived, I mean, but because McLaughlin did, you said, well, maybe not. And he's played well, and publicly they've been very good about that, you know. But it's still about the salary cap when it's all said and done. This is about flexibility, is it not? That's exactly that's that's all this is. This is the the business of it, and and this is when this is what guys talk about when they talk about the business of the sport and the roller coaster of the sport. There's there's essentially two times of the year we we deal with this. It's now and it's the trade deadline uh, when we talk about where guys are going. And this is this is the real ugly one. This is the one that really isn't fun to be a part of because mm-hmm. you're talking about NHL or AHL, and and it's. Um, and why it's so hard to make it in this league because there's so many circumstances involved in that play and are you waiver eligible did you have a good camp when you're waiver eligible or did you have a good camp when you can go down to the minors those these these forces of play come into every single season and I think the Bruins and I know Billy we talked a lot about at the start of camp that there hasn't been a season like this or a training camp like this when there were so many pieces moving or mm-hmm. so many opportunities. It just seemed like everything was set and guys were going to go down, guys were coming up. In this situation, I think we're really seeing that come to fruition in the last three or four days. When you see guys go down that don't have to clear, now we see guys put on waivers, and now we're going to see whether guys actually go down or they were just put on waivers to to try and be rid of or or try and get compliant. Right. No question. Compliance is huge. Waivers, by the way, you'll know by 2 o'clock Eastern on Monday whether or not guys clear or not. And then by 5 o'clock Eastern Monday night, rosters have to be set compliant, that means, with the NHL salary cap of, uh, what is it, $82.5 million, I believe. Um so we really don't have many answers for this team yet. I think 
I think it's worth quickly going over what we know as far as the roster. Stop me in any particular order, you know, if you any at any time say, hey, shut up if you want. Uh, we know Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Krejci, Zaka, Pasternak, Coyle, Smith. We know meaning that they're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're going to start there. No sec as well. Frederick. Okay. Well, now the question is, well, okay, so now we know Frederick and Stunika for now, correct? And Greer. And, and Greer, yes. And uh, he's my, okay. And Lauko. And Lauko. Well, Lauko and, doesn't have, does he need waivers? It's a good question. I, I don't think he does. I don't, I don't think he does either, he, which means that I think, well, see, that's, 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 the, that's the real tenuous one because if these guys don't get picked up, then it's probably him going because he can go down at any point. I, I'm, right. I, I, I feel like I, I've been reading so much today, but I, I'm going to look again too. I know. Yeah, you're I'm looking. I'm looking right now too. That's the beauty of podcasting. When you say, "Oh shit, I should have known that in that advance." That was the last guy I looked at. We all looked. At right, Lauko. Uh, no, Lauko can go down. Yeah, he is waiver exempt. Okay. Yeah. So the waiver. He's he, he's he's the guy then that, as you said. Would probably go in, in in a heartbeat down. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, except for Mike Riley, the other veterans, you know, are there. We still don't know the contract status of Anton Strawman. We we don't have any. I mean, you you know, you've got like your top eight, right? You've got your yeah. top eight, and then after that, you don't know anything. So you know, how does this play out? I'm not asking you like give me your prediction, but. You got to wait to see what happens by two o'clock. Does one of those three guys get picked up? And if they don't, folks, remember you do not does not mean that you have to send that player to the minors. If you do, all of these guys are on one way deals, and so I believe it's just what is it one point two five million basically that gets lopped off the cap. Is all these numbers? This is where we need our buddy Dom. You know, to, we should have invited him on on stage for this one. For the quick brew, the mini brew. So you don't save, you save some, but not that much. But the big question becomes this. Let, let's just really focus on the Mike Riley one. Because, all right, we knew Wagner could get waived. You knew that. Mm-hmm. All right, good camp, has been a great, great pro, but could get waived. Still might start the year with the bees. Same thing for Felino. He had a really good last regu- uh, preseason game. But that's just one game, and he's got a 3.8 million hit. That is a very interesting one to me, Razor. What the hell is going to happen there? Yes, that's I mean, that's all I'm looking at. Yeah. Really oh, really? Is. See, I'm 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 looking at the at the Riley one big time too, because I yep. think he could get picked. He of of the three of those guys, even though he's got another year on his contract after this one at three, he could tantalize a couple of teams that need to fill out that five six defenseman role. Yeah, sorry, I, I I agree with that. I think Riley is the most presentable. I the the Felino one is the one that do they keep him or do they let him go down? That that's that because I see Wagner going down just because he was down before. It's an easier one to he was there already and and he mm-hmm. came back up, so you can sell that story to him as well. The Felino one did they is this truly just to try and rid of the salary or are they trying to shake up the fourth line? Um, that, that's where I'm interested there. I think to your point, I, I could see Riley at $3 million and, and the analytics, he's a pretty good analytic guy. So if, uh, the, the computer guys are going through these, this list of waiver people, and I would expect Riley to be closer to the top of mm-hmm. those stats. 
and you can make a case for him to being valuable to a lot of teams at that number. But does that second year of the contract scare off those teams? Well, it does one or the other. It does. It either scares them, or if they like them, then they have cost certainty for two years. Three million dollars, if the and the cap going up, but three million dollars for one of your top five defensemen, if that's what you think he is, is cheap for two years. Right. I guess the question is: is do, how do others view Mike exactly. Riley? Yeah. You know what? You know he has been on a handful of teams. Mm-hmm. We know the story well. After getting traded to the Bruins from the Ottawa Senators. He really came in and had that that trade jolt, right? Yeah. I mean that he had like you know twelve cups of Fazenda espresso, <laughs> man. He was he was jumping that year when he got traded, um, and then up and down. We know that he was playing on an ankle that was not a hundred percent, probably closer to sixty or seventy percent. He now feels great. He has showed well. He has played very uh, played very well, very comfortable in Jim Montgomery's system offensively. Of all the defensemen, I'd say he and Lindholm seem to really be having the, the most fun with it. Uh, boy, I, I love Hampus Lindholm. I do. I, I know it's a little hy- hyperbolic right now. We haven't started the season, but I think he's in for some great stuff here. Um, but I think Riley has really shown an, an acumen of, of picking up this, what he wants. Yet, with that said, he still has some defensive lapses. So it, it really is going to come down what is that team that's looking at him looking for. What do they need him for? Yeah, and and it goes to it, it's not a fit for the Bruins. If Grizzlick's coming back, you have a Lindholm that you just alluded to is a minute muncher and does very you know he's the offensive guy now. He's the he's the offense guy, and on top of with Strawman, that's a, that's a, that guy's part of the puzzle too. Anton Strawman yeah. sitting there tonight sleeping. We not. You know, one way or the other, this is going to go for him as well, I would assume. And uh, so, so yeah, it, it it just makes it very interesting. Uh, twenty four hours, well, we're down to twenty hours now. Yeah, it, it is going to be very interesting. Um, I, I don't think it plays into it much at all. But uh, Taylor Hall, if he is not healthy, it seems that he's going to be though, right? I mean, it just it does, he's practiced. Yeah. You just think he's going to be back. I think you nailed it. I think when you said maybe they're just using week to week because you know he's not going to play all of this past week. So just take him off the book, so to speak. Don't say he's day-to-day. Just say he's at least week. He's out a week for sure, week to week. They haven't lied because if he comes back and starts playing in a regular sweater tomorrow practice, ain't lying, No, right? It was a week. It was a week. So here's something, and and I I know we're, we're doing a quickie here, but I just want to ask you. Do you put Hall back with Krejci and Pasta after watching Zaka with Pasta and Krejci? Uh, and if you, if you know, I think you don't. I think you need to get ta- uh, Pavel Zaka going. I think he is so potentially important for this team early on to have a chance to stay at that you know that mid range. And if he's happy, which he seems to be. With Krejci, who even needs to be happier, and he seems to be very happy. Krejci, Pasta, and Zaka, I think temporarily gives your best. And then you say to Taylor Hall, hey, Taylor, go play with Bergie and, and DeBrusque. Go up there and play with those guys for a bit. You know, maybe you ride shotgun with them for four to six weeks before 63 comes back. And then you fill in the left side of Coyle and Smith. Is is that Frederick? Do you go back to that line? So, anyways, let's start with the Taylor Hall thing. Agree or disagree that you would keep him in a hypothetical situation 
on or off creatine line? Well, I'm going to answer the question with a question and mm-hmm. ask you, do you like the sound of a line of maybe in about four to six weeks, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, and Taylor Hall? See, that's where I say in four to six weeks, you say to Pavel Zaka, now go to the Coyle Smith line. Okay. And we're putting Hall back there. Okay. That's what I think you do. I get the question. I thought about it. I didn't think you were going to ask me it, but I'll take it. And and I think you say, don't well, That's why want- this show is so good because we don't have anything scripted, <laughs> folks. We literally don't talk when this camera, before this goes on. It's no. very obvious. <laughs> right. And we rarely prepare anything either before we get on. So that's pretty obvious too. Um, um, I I don't know, man. I Look, here's the other thing. Pretty good top nine forwards, by the way. It, it, when you break it, when you think about it, like that, those are pretty good nine good on forwards, paper, right? Yeah, right? It looks, it, it, it sounds it's, good. It sounds good, right? Yeah. It sounds good. By the way, there's some other pretty damn good forwards in the Eastern Conference too. <laughs> the lineups, God, are they? Is it deep conference now this year compared to last year, depth wise? I think though, you give the the check line a go. Yep. Holy shit! You got two games the first week: Wednesday, Saturday, and if it doesn't go, then you move Hall back. And, yeah. you, and you put, he's putting Zaka up. But I think you, if Taylor's healthy, and man, I really hope that he is, if he's ready to go. And we'll know, by the way, our plan, folks, is to do a season preview show Monday night that will be released for Tuesday. So we should know more about Taylor Hall by Monday night. But if he is good to go, I think you stick with that, with, with Zaka, with, with Krejci. I agree. I feel like they, they played so well in New York that you have to give it a go. There's comfort there. Jim talked a lot about the way they all play together and how they grew up and the style of play and the style of hockey that they right. play and, and that comfort. And and listen, I don't think that's a terrible thing for Taylor Hall to play with Patrice Bergeron for a little while and get that sense. And, and you know, like there, there's nothing wrong with that in, in any way. And, and Taylor Hall can provide some pace there, like DeBrusque. They're similar speed-wise, yep. and Patrice will play off those guys. So uh, that 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 does make sense to me, and it feels like that'll make everybody the happiest as well. So just so you know, just because I think it makes sense to me and, and to Razor, it probably means that since holy shit, we were I was I was wrong as shit about the the the, the waiver stuff. On I was who was going to stay and go, not stay and go, but be waived and not waived from the last show. I kept saying to myself, man, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But anyways, <laughs> I um, forget what I said. So I'm I, right. that's, yeah, that's I try to forget that yeah. too. <laughs> But no, I um I mean just because we think it's going to happen doesn't mean it's obviously going to. But it's a good discussion to have, and if you have Hall, Bergeron, DeBrusque, Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak, the question becomes: Then do you go with Frederick? Has he done enough to earn that spot on the left with Coyle and Smith? Do you go to it and say, hey, for the first two games, we know they had some chemistry last year. Do you give AJ Greer that chance there to establish himself there? All right, any way you do it, whether it's Frederick or Greer, it's a big six foot two guy on the left side, so you like that line. And then again, we're playing in theory. Your fourth line comes down to do you have Nosek or Studnik as your center? I don't know. I'm not, again, again, we'll know more after yeah. tomorrow night. But 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 one of those two guys is going to be your fourth line center. The question comes down to lefty righty mm-hmm. vet rook, youngster, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and I would. I mean, it's based off this waiver wire too, right? Does is that the only way you can get Stadnik in the lineup, or is he going to move to the wing and Lauko get sent? Down? You know, like that's why tomorrow's show will be much, um, yeah. much more of a preview rather than a let you know yes. what this all means. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And um, I'll leave you with this: it 
given the three, as far as waivers go, Razor, mm-hmm. three significant names. Mm-hmm. I'll say that these are, you know, for one team to have three significant names, if I had the money to bet, I'd put it on there that it. I'd be willing to bet that the Bruins may be up to something else too, whether they're picking up somebody or trying to make certain type of move. And I know that's a uh, oh way to be way, way to be gutsy there, Jeff. You know, like really. But I, I meaning I think that they could have something where they said, okay, listen, by moving these three guys to waivers, and if they all clear, it helps cap wise here, here, here. But also, maybe there's something else that they can do, and. Um, and to move another player too, you know that's uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I think that's I'll go off of that a little bit, and and it's they these three guys going on waivers they don't do that flippantly because right. it's a shot, and going on waivers at this time of year for veteran guys with with contracts, it's a big deal. Those are hard conversations to have, and and you, teams don't do it flippantly and just lah, we'll just see put this guy on waivers and see if someone will take oh him. no these are this these... is like really thought out and this has been talked about at for hours and hours and hours and to your point usually that it's it's a last ditch effort to get to where you need to or where you think the team needs to be or what you need as as a team for moves that you see happening correct and whether that's where... the injured guys whether that's someone else in the league that you have your eyes on, that the, and and there's a few other, you know, there's two or three points that that really come down, and and I don't think you're too far off base that that they could be going after someone else, or you know, like there's little deals being made around the league too, right? There's little right. deals being made as well that 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 could certainly be the case. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, did this ever happen to you? At, at at camp, any any no any just nothing. No, like I this. got okay. I when I got at the end when I got put on waivers, it was it was January February. So I, I never okay. had to. I never went. And then even in my entry level deal, um, I made it. I didn't have to go through waivers at any point. So I've never right. been on. I've never been on waivers till my right at the end. Okay. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm going to guess. By the way, you talk about long conversations. I'm going to guess that Don Sweeney and his staff were probably up until. One or two in the morning, going through stuff mm-hmm. last night. I'm guessing having tonight, long meetings, probably and later prob- tonight. Yeah, probably looking at the waiver wire now and really, really going over it. Um, did it ever? It must have happened to somebody you were close to, a veteran player that was close to. I mean, how does this affect the locker room? Whether they get picked up or not, how does this affect the? And maybe it's even harder. Or tell me, is it harder? And when a guy doesn't get picked up, um. It's, it's, it's no, it's, it's just awkward today. It, it, once they, if they don't get picked up, it's long gone. It's really is long gone to everybody, but it is a little awkward today. You know, like guys are, but they had today off. They had today off. Yeah. But but I, like, I just know, like I'll go off even off my experience. Like when I got put on, you know, I had a bunch of guys call and text and, and, you know, it's a little uncomfortable for them to do it, but you do it because you've been around those guys and you know you know that what that kind of means so uh-huh. you're having that a little bit now um but if they come back it's it's everyone's happy and great to see you again yeah yeah interesting i mean it's a uh it, this is an emotional time of year this is this mm-hmm. is a 
um, you know, because you've got guys um, like O'Reilly. Hey, you know, Felino, a couple of kids, family guys, you know, well, where am I going to be? Yeah, oh, well, because because yeah. now you're at the mercy of the league, and if someone picks you up, then you're you're pick you know you're you're off. And if at best, well, second best, I guess, ge- geographically, you're 45 minutes away still. So you're driving back and forth to Providence every day, and that that yeah. that wears on you too. So there, there's just stuff. You know? Yeah, and but a guy like that too. I mean, all these guys are proud proud athletes, but especially him. You know, coming here, the two year deal. Mm. I'm not saying it was finishing his career, but there's a good chance it would, you know, finish it off. And obviously didn't go well his first year. A lot of injuries, a lot of stuff that just didn't go his way. However, um, felt great this year. Uh, and now he's going to have to battle this. So it's a, you know, this is a challenge that uh, I'm sure he never thought would happen. And you hope, as you're a veteran player, it would never happen. But it's a brutal biz. Yeah. It's what comes down to it's a, it's a brutal bit so for all these guys who you know and i say this an awful lot but i mean it you know and I, I get to know some of these guys better than others and um i like all these guys i really do so you take the 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 friendly the friend aspect and i wouldn't call them tight friends i'm just guys you get to know you really like you enjoy i like all these guys i wish you know i hope i hope it works out for them and again folks it doesn't mean that they won't be a boston bruin it just means for you know, 20-something hours heading into the 2022-23 season. There's some uh, angst, some consternation for a couple of these guys. So, all right. Uh, I think we hit on everything we wanted to hit on. This little quick mini brew. Great stuff. We'll know more tomorrow. Razor and I plan on coming back and recording a season preview show on Monday night, October 10th, and we will have it out for distribution. We plan Tuesday morning, October 11th. And then it is welcome to the NHL season, North North American style, right? We already know they've started over in Europe. Don't get me going on that show. Uh, like I, I love the fact they go games over there, but how have you started those regular season? And we don't even really know about it. But no. another gripe uh, for another time. How yep, nice is it, it to go two and zero, and how bad is it to go zero and two over there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, the Sharks are going to shark yeah. this year. They want we'll, the- we'll, yeah, <laughs> the shark tank for Bedard is gone. Well, yeah, you've got you've got the sharks that look to be that way, the Blackhawks that are going to look to be that way. You know, I, I mean, the Blackhawks, she's uh, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you got those three teams in the West, and then what do you got in the East? Montreal and I mean, Montreal fans it, are clamoring for it. Right, be interesting. Yep. All right, everybody, enjoy uh, enjoy this little mini brew. And uh, we'll come back to you in about 24 to 36 hours. Have a wonderful Monday, a Columbus or Indigenous People Day, wherever you're living, whoa, whatever whoa, whoa. you call it. Happy Thanksgiving hmm. to everybody. Oh, and in happy Canada. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving That's Day. Right. That's right. Big day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And Very what did good. you do? Um, I, you know, I've actually got a buddy from Toronto here right now. We're not. We had sushi, but. That's our uh, <laughs> that's Thanksgiving for us. You know, there were a lot of people in Belleville that used to eat raw fish out <laughs> yeah, of the, wasn't sushi out of the stream. And that's right. <laughs> there Absolutely. was it was sardines it was, or whatever. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> those those lake quitty. sardines. Yes, <laughs> and uh, they would wash it down with some. Well, I was going to say screech, but that is whiskey. Newfie. Yeah, whiskey. All right, everybody, enjoy your day and enjoy your coffee. That's your special mini brew. Talk to you.